What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Group Chat Roulette. It is August 17th. I am Steve. I'm with Ryan and Erica, as always. And before I say hello, boys, Ryan, is today a special day in Group Chat Roulette history? Let me take you back just over a year ago. I was slipping into a depression. COVID was full force. The Vernacchios were acting like COVID wasn't a thing, but I followed my mandates and didn't see family, didn't see friends, looked on Instagram, saw Vernacchios unmasked, hanging out together. It was a depressing time, but I thought to myself, what is something I want to do so badly? I need a thing. I need a thing, just a thing for me. And I said to the guys, who wants to start a podcast? And it was crickets and more crickets. And then I got a text. I think it was separate. I think it was from Steve. Anyway, one thing led to another. And one year later, here we are. The number 3,798th podcast on Apple iTunes listen to podcasts on iTunes for that high what is that was that true or no I made that up it's probably a lot lower than that <laughs> I mean we've got to be like 998 million <laughs> it was funny today in a team meeting at work for some reason podcast got brought up my boss said the said I mean who doesn't have a podcast these days in my mind, I was like, I have a podcast. <laughs> um, and I talk about all you motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. We love you, environmental policy bird people. I'll never forget when you said that line. I think it was on the podcast, Eric. You're our number one customer. Yeah. And every time I call someone, I think that's my life. It's kind of sad. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, about a year ago, we started this podcast. We've been doing it for a year. I think we're on episode, we're approaching episode 50. We're in the late, really? days, I think. No way. Yeah. Wow. I guess once a week. Yeah, that makes sense. So here we are. We made it a year. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And I've also kind of, I was talking to Dana about this, my wife for our listeners in Europe who don't know, um, that, you know, we're just having basically a public diary and it's really probably not smart for our corporate careers, but fuck it. Somebody will probably print out the transcripts and do a roast on us someday. Oh, I hope they, they don't go too long so that the crowd doesn't fall asleep. Yeah. The the key with that roast is read a couple entries joke. Don't read the entire transcript or journal if it happens to be a journal at the time. Um, but yes, uh, no, it's been a great journey. Honestly, didn't think we'd last this long. Thought <laughs> in the winter time, when it was like, you know, I was entering busy season. I was like, all right, this was fun. But he'll keep getting that weekly text from Ryan that we're recording on Wednesday. So I guess it's happening another week. And, and now it's been part of the routine. And I got to say, it's a great way if anything, to just break up the week. Something in the middle of the week gets us from weekend to weekend. You know, we all suffer through our work week and it's tough. 
it gets us by. And I mean, for you two, you get to spend an hour and a half talking to friends or family, family who are friends, friends have who have become family. Oh, and, shit. Um, make me cry. I promise myself I wouldn't. <laughs> and then magically, a day or two later, the podcast just arrives clean on your phone and you didn't have to do shit. It's it's gotta be great for you. Such a gift, except for when it arrives on the weekend, and I'm I don't know why the producer isn't working harder. Mm -hmm. But then I do realize you have two kids and one on the way, and I give you on average. On average, how long does it take you to edit and then publish and like come up with you know everything from the title of the episode? Give me Ryan does pick really good titles of episode. I I thank you. A good um, that simplicity from the moment i open my laptop to the moment i hit publish it probably on average takes me hour and a half that's pretty good i've gotten to the point, I've gotten to the point where or do you think like this is so stupid i'm cutting this i can't wait no i've actually gotten to the point where like I try to remember after we've like taped, is there anything that I know I need to cut so that way I don't have to listen to the podcast from front to back? Cause I used to listen to literally the whole thing. And now I'm kind of like jumping just to remember the topics. And then if there was something I wanted to cut within that topic, and then it's like fitting in the music and all that. So playing chess, playing chess. Anyway. I love it. All right. One year bullshit. Let's get to the actual episode. But before we get to some content, which is just some fun stories, Ryan, I know you had a a fun little neighbor story. We love neighbor stories. Eric had a mishap this past weekend and I bought a house. (laughs) But what? Yeah, it's official, motherfucker. But before we do this, we're going to bring in someone else. Uh, uh, a prior guest uh, throughout our first year. His audio the first time around wasn't the best, but we've already tested it uh, before we started recording. Without further ado, we welcome once again the famous Tomo. Marcus, how are you, buddy? What up, what up? It's a terrific Tuesday. You know what it is. Yeah. Yes. There he is. I knew is. See, from last episode. I had to do that. I had to get it for you guys. It's you know yeah. what it is. I know there was kind of, I was trying to tell you guys what it was, but what yeah, thanks for having me back. What a crossover. I thought it was going to be what it do, what it do. What is now, it again? You know what it is. You know what you it know is. You know what it is. You know but, what, what it is. But what is it? But what it's a winning it? Wednesday. That's what it is. You know what it is. Oh, okay. Except today's Tuesday. That's why, but did it, you hear mine? I said terrific Tuesday. I just thought that on the spot. He, he literally this guy, back, kept the tape. This guy continues to play check chess while we play checkers. FOMO's yeah. ticker is ready for a terrific Tuesday. Wow. So welcome, Say that seven times. Fucking Dr. Seuss, whoops, you're canceled. Continue. <laughs> So, so why do we have Tomo on the podcast today? We have Tomo on the podcast and we may have some other surprises later on because it's our one year podcast and we could do whatever the fuck we want. 
Because honestly, we probably only have about seven listeners and we invite them all to join this <laughs> hour. So that's why he's on the podcast. And what's Tomo's role in this podcast? You know, last season, if you want to call it that, or 10 episodes, it was like, okay, what's the script for this show? Let's, uh, let's taste test candies. Let's go through top three Christmas movies. Let's all have this scripted bullshit. Uh-uh. Doesn't work anymore. We are real, all right? We tell short stories of the brotherhood, summer in high school and in college, and it might actually get us canceled to the point where we actually have to delete some episodes because we may get canceled, all right? It's real, it's raw. And that's why we're just gonna continue the conversation. And Ryan, you're gonna tell me your neighbor story. And we're just gonna have Tomo listen in at his little uh, commentary. Wait a second. Wait ding, a ding, second. ding, ding. Let's we see. got another visitor. Let's see if he pro- follows the protocol and goes on mute first, or is he there? Brett Walker, are you there? He muted. He just Baby. told him to go on mute. And then he went on mute. Okay. <laughs> he literally what? said he got scared. Follow <laughs> directions. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Brett, are you just taking a break at work and just outside? I'm at the casino. So don't worry, I'm not uh, wasting the taxpayers' dollars. <laughs> Wait, what are, are you? you at the, are you gambling or are you? Like, no, what? I'm working secondary employment. Oh, there. okay. <laughs> that would be great for like, come on, make this quick. I'm at the poker table. <laughs> so sorry if you hear uh, talking in the background. Oh my god, oh, that's perfect. It's actually, well, very clear for you to be uh, so remote. Can I have an available room to come down to the hotel before Oh wow! So, wow, we and are on a we are on a ride along right now. Yeah, I mean you can't get this kind of stuff from other podcasts. Wait, exactly. Imagine if she was like, "We got a crazy man in the casino right now. I need the nearest officer to take him in." Wait, who else is on this right now? Oh, what's up, Tomo? What's up, Brett? Wow, it's so weird. Are you sitting in your car? Yeah. I don't know oh, how okay. to turn the camera. I no, I was just wondering why it's so dark. Show us it. Well, Brett gets really tan in the summer, so. Show oh, that's us. a given. It's yeah. a oh. oh, shit. I oh, actually, yeah. That is not a Mustang. I, when I said it, I meant your piece. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, so let's focus, Brett. This is what you missed so far in this episode. We introduced Tomo. We just had some small talk. We're actually going to get into some small talk. And, you know, honestly, I do want to ask you guys, Brett and Tomo, if you guys have a chance to hang on for a little bit, some questions about the pod and just shooting the shit. But I think the best thing to do right now is let's just pretend we're on a Brotherhood FaceTime call. All right. What would you say on a Brotherhood FaceTime call? We tell some stories. And Ryan, I want to hear the story about your neighbor right now. Give it to me. So it's Sunday morning. I was the last one up because it was my day to quote unquote sleep in, which means I get to sleep till 730. And I come out and Sarah's like, oh, there's a shout out to Brett. There's a cop car, a uh, fire truck and an ambulance outside of our house at our neighbor's house. So the fire truck was literally parked in front of our house. If we had an emergency, well, I guess if we had an emergency, there'd be a fire truck outside. So there you go. But literally would not have been able to pull out of our driveway. 
Um, so they're in the ambulance is like backed up in our neighbor's driveway. Now I should explain the neighbor. The neighbor is the one that wanted me to pay for the fence. If you guys remember that story. So it is a retired gentleman and his wife who works for the government, despite being severely handicapped, like to the point where she like needs a walker to get around and like it is very hard to understand her when she speaks steve do you have a question i what so did that guy end up getting the actual fence yes he did i didn't pay a dime (laughs) him and ryan don't speak anymore he actually gave me some vegetables the other day i think that you ate them he probably pooped in them (laughs) So, um, anyway, so in my mind, I'm like, his wife is like, so the interesting thing is like, they're older, he's retired and he doesn't have any disability. As far as I can tell, she is severely handicapped and works for the government and like goes into DC every day. So it's like very bizarre. (laughs) I cannot deal. Continue. I am loving this content <laughs> that's, that Brett is bringing. Um, anyway, so they were there for a long time. I want to say hour and a half. We never saw anything that would indicate what happened, but they were there for a long time. Later in the day, I see they only have one car and it's pulling up. So I know he's driving. So he gets out of the car. I'm out front and I'm like dilly dallying. Cause I want to ask him what happened. Like I clearly was, fi- I was finished what I was doing outside. I think I was getting the mail or something, but I, then I like walked over to the trash can. Oh, let me look at the trash can. It's trash. Walk over to this. Th- oh, Hey Henry. I didn't even see you pull up there. Um, Cause I'm just like, I got to get the, the tea. Come on. Give me the gossip. What happened? And he says that it was, um, it was his, him. He is diabetic and he lost a ton of weight, which was very evident when I talked to him and he didn't adjust his, um, insulin to account for his weight loss. So last the night before he took an insulin shot and in the morning his, he was unresponsive. His wife couldn't wake him up. And so she had to call an ambulance. They like revive him. Brett, do you know what a procedure would be? Brett, any idea what the procedure would be? Uh, What was the question? (laughs) Was it medical related? You got to ask Dan or Adam. Well, he, I guess the EMT showed up. He was unresponsive. Anyway, they gave him an IV, like revived him from his diabetic shock or whatever he was in. So then we were talking and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're okay. Like, obviously you just went to the grocery store. So like, you know, you're good. And he's like, yeah, I didn't, I refused going to the hospital. So like I'm home, whatever. And I'm like, I know your wife has my phone number, but I don't know if, I don't think I have either of your phone numbers. So I'm like, when you go inside, like, please have your wife text or call me just so that way, like I can have the number. Now I should have just said text, but I said, call me as another option. And when I say, call me, I was hoping what she would do is just sort of like, call me. It would ring. And then she'd like hang up and then I'd have the number. 
But about a half hour later, I'm inside and I get a call and I'm like, oh, this is definitely her. So I answer the phone. And again, I am not going to try to sound like her because it would be extremely offensive, but she is near impossible to understand because of this disability or this disease or whatever she has. It is extremely hard to understand her. So I am basically just saying like, thank you. I have your phone number now. Thank you. Like I have it. And she's talking and I don't understand it. And I'm just saying like, thank you. And then she's like, and I did understand this. She was like, let me give you my home phone number too. And in my head, I'm like, I don't need your home phone number. I have your cell phone. There's really no need for anything more than that. I have your cell phone. Now you have my cell phone. We're good. And I'm also painting in our bedroom in this very moment. So she's like, let me give you my home phone number. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Even though I'm not, because I'm not going to take down her number. So she starts saying the numbers. She says three numbers. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. She says three more numbers. I'm like, okay. She says four numbers. I'm like, okay, great. And then she goes, repeat it. And I go, I don't say a word. (laughs) And then she goes, I'm silent. She goes, repeat it. (laughs) And I hung up on her. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What That's actually a genius move, honestly. Like, oh, cut out. I didn't know what to do. I panicked. This is what you get for sticking your head in that business. It's too much, Ryan. It's like every week, Ron, you have some of these weird interactions. Like when I go out in public, like head down, don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I know. What do I do? Speaking, speaking of neighbors, it, it, it's awkward now. I've lived in that house for six months and I've never spoken to any of my neighbors. And it's so far past the point now where I can be like, hey, I'm Brad. I, uh, yeah, I've been living here six months. I, like I see them all the time, but I have a corner house. And the people next to me are super quiet and they're old. And I see them outside all the time. But like, should I introduce myself to them? Like, there's, there's, like assholes. A, there's like a threshold there. And like, like I know my next door neighbors and two people across the street. Everybody else is a complete stranger. But like, we're diagonal from each other. So I do like wave to them. But like today I was talking to my next door neighbor who is named Phil. And the guy that I don't know walked outside and Phil lifted up his hand and he's like, hey, Phil. And I just was kind of like, I-, I don't know what to do right now because I don't know your name. Um, yeah, it's awkward. You just got to literally never talk to him. Yeah, I talked to the one guy across the street one time when I first moved in because I left the garage open, which I have a terrible habit of doing now. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's the only time. I'm not even at the point where I can like wave to people. It's too awkward. Yeah. Yeah, that's my own business and stay inside. Take notes, Ryan. There you go. Yeah, Brett minds his own business. I think I think Brett minds his own business and definitely an Adam and a Dan mind their own business. But I think the rest of us have faces or too much of a smile on our face that invite the crazies in. Like all of us have had strange encounters so brett unfortunately on this call you're in the minority like tomo's always giving smiles to everybody oh, and you tomo is how you doing 
How you doing? Oh, hey, yeah. how's it going? Remember, remember the guy at Wawa, names. Dante at Wawa? Oh, God. He's like, hey, Tomo, how you guys doing? <laughs> he would always be like, like if, if I was in there by myself, like after meeting you guys, he'd be like, we're the twins. We're the twins. We're the twins. And I'm like, well, I'm not even important anymore. It literally was about the twins. Oh, so you started to flirt back with him. <laughs> Pretty much, but not really. I'm exaggerating. So I'm not important. Tell me I'm important. I'm always going How to you doing? damn it up with neighbors. I, I am sure of it. Yeah, Tomo's good because he will. I don't he, know names will, though. No, but you will think of the quick sports fact that like some stupid dad on the block will love, and you'll you'll be a favorite amongst the neighbors. So. True, it's true. I mean, depending on your neighborhood, you don't want to live in trash, right? Apparently, not Kingdom. Speaking, you don't want to you don't want to live in Bedford. Right now, it's funny because I. I texted Sean separately, and I'll get into the house. I guess we could segue into that. I was just like, so, you know, you, now that I'm going to live in Medford, he was like, I just will never root for Shawnee. I'm just like, not asking you to, buddy. Like, I would, like what a reaction. What a weird reaction from a, such a strange man. I will never root for Shawnee. Oh, Mr. Cherokee? Seriously, like he made, I was like, I didn't know that you were such a Cherokee chief fanatic. I apologize. You're, you don't have a child. Go to Cherokee. Sean, <laughs> well, he transferred to Cherokee after three and a half years. He ate his lunch in the bathroom at Canyon Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where where are you, you Irish little turd? I'm in the <laughs> third stall. <laughs> Do you think his Sorry. dad, like, this is sad. Do you think his dad, like, beat him when he said he wanted to go to Cherokee? No, I For think sure. he stopped talking to him. I, I don't think they've talked since. <laughs> <laughs> his roomie? His dad was very intimidating. Yeah. Him, his, dad and, his dad and Tomo's dad are same level of intimidation in my family. My dad, thinks he, my dad thinks he's not intimidating. Like, I still have to... T- tell him but then he goes yeah well all of mark's friends are scared of me i was like exactly (laughs) well that's what pussies that's exactly are intimidating say they say i'm not intimidating as they like carry yeah you know anyway the only thing i ever interacted with sean's dad would be when head down running from the front door to the basement (laughs) as he's sitting in the chair watching tv how you doing (laughs) <laughs> yes watching his 80 inch tv watching the war movies but the, the best would be if it was like a thursday night right so thursday night football would be on so i would always make sure i'd be like i think peyton's gonna pull it out tonight like i would just throw in a little like something a wait for him to respond i would be halfway down the basement steps by the time he's like yeah i think you put it off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he always had that book next to him like yeah. If I don't hit on this, something bad's going to happen. Oh, you mean like a gambling <laughs> Yes. I didn't say it. I didn't say it directly, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, while we were talking about random run-ins, Mark, I was kind of curious, like, your sister's wedding, did you, did you see some... Uh, randos you had some conversations with i'm sure you like went way back with some of her friends and 
older ah. members and everything like that, or do you just keep to yourself? You and oh no 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 Thomasines do not keep to themselves at weddings. Are you serious? Um, let's see. His his groomsmen were a little on the different side. I'll I'll say that they were just a little odd. Um, Ooh, but made the best of it. Made guy. the best of it. Um, I definitely like was running. Like I had like a ten minute conversation with one of my dad's pilot friends at the urinal. That was pretty funny. <laughs> were you <laughs> a groomsman? What? Were you a groomsman? I was. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was just wondering why you said. It. So you probably had to hang out with them for a couple hours for like. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah. So beforehand. Yeah. I mean, they were nice. Just an interesting group. Wait. Did uh? Did Scott's his name right? Yeah. Did he have a bachelor party? He did. I didn't go. It was okay. he. Had, it was weird. He had like two. One was like a Phillies game, and the other was like golf dinner and Delilah's. But. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I didn't go there, right. so I was away. Yeah. Best best steak in Philly, for sure. Um, so nice. Good, good stuff. Did you... Uh... Can, I, can I just say something? I do imagine a Tomasini wedding conversation is a lot of close to each other and yelling. Like, how are you? Yeah, it's a great wedding. Did you grab a drink yet? Did you get the champagne ball? Oh my, yeah. Did you see the gifts? There's so many gifts. Like that. Besides the so many gifts part, yeah. That's pretty yeah, spot on. I had family one. members buying me shots. Well, I guess getting me shots. It was uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of loud conversations. Yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on, actually. We are going to... I. I can't wait to attend a thomas wedding it's gonna be one for the ages this this i I will admit this was all out my mom went all out on this one hopefully it's a lot less of a to-do uh what do you say your baby boy well it's not it's not her decision what do you mean her decision what like about how about the wedding well so you're traditional what you say that now, but once Sue gets her claws into your wedding, <clears throat> I've ar- I've already been pumping the brakes on that. I've already been planting seeds. Trust oh, me. let me tell you, that really works. Dana and Mallory felt no pressure from Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. Dana was like, I think I'll just put like branches as a centerpiece. And she was like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's honestly weddings are great to divide families. I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, the union of two separate families sometimes can divide. Yeah, it ruined my family, my extended family. A wedding. Did. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it's one of stuff. two things. It was that and infidelity. But. You know. <laughs> okay, Ryan's definitely cutting this. Sorry, boys. Got too many of these these LaCroix. I need to frame this for the audience since the last segment was clearly had to be cut for uh for the people, but Ryan said something inappropriate and he's holding up a LaCroix and he's had just one too many, too many seltzer drinks. Don't arrest me, officer. (laughs) That was a good shaggy impression. <laughs> they caught me on the counter. Wasn't me. 
I met Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> you are so stupid, dude. You don't sound what? like the black rapper. Oh my god. <laughs> He's really wasted off LaCroix. One year, baby. All right. Pivoting. Eric. Pivot. 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 Friends, terrible are, show. We're going to talk about my weed whacking story. Yeah, do we even need to? I mean, I guess all the listeners already know, but tell us about it. I mean, come on. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. I was weed whacking. A rock must have shot the fuck up. And I'm literally 30 feet away from the house. And I hear, because I'm listening to Son of a Boy Dead podcast with Little Sass, Son. And I'm listening to it very loud. And the weed whacker is loud. And I just hear, Eric, Eric. And it's Dana outside yelling. And I'm like, this can't be fucking good. So then I take out my headphones. I'm like, what? And she's like, the back door. And I just see it literally cracking. And like, it it was shattering for a good 30 minutes. Like just more cracks, more cracks, more cracks everywhere. I'm just like, what the fuck? So at first I'm like, you know, you don't think logically in the moment or at least I don't. I'm sure Brandon Comer thinks super logically. Um, in the moment, but I don't. So uh, I was thinking, holy shit, the entire glass is going to explode all inside my kitchen. Um, I don't know if that would be your first thought, Ryan, as Mr. Home Builder. I guess my, I don't know. Yeah, my one of my first thoughts would be like, is this about to just like shatter onto create a wall, create a complete hole in my right, right, like exterior. Like I'm literally what's going through my head is I'm about to clean up glass in my kitchen for hours and I'm going to have a trash bag as my back door. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) So after I get that thought across, I realize most glass is tempered and double paned. So I realize, phew, the inside glass is not cracked. It's just the outside. So, I mean, it still sucks and it needs to be repaired. So, yeah, I mean, that's the story. Fucking random of rock hitting your glass door and it shatters and uh, knocked out all the shattered glass. So I cleaned that up before it could drop on its own. So that's good. And then got some quotes for some glass repairs. Good 600, 700 bucks down the drain. There you go. I I called dad one day this week. So he took. You were just like, oh, your brother's just so unlucky. Can you believe it? He calls me three times a day. He's like, how's the glass? And I was like, this is the best. This is the best thing that could have happened to Al in his week. Because now he has something to talk about and think about and come to your house about. I thought about like literally I got to call it 830 this morning. And of course, I'm up with the baby, but I'm like what are you doing? He's like, did you get the second estimate yet? And I'm like, yup, I did. And he was like, so who are you going with? And I was like, well, I'm going to get the measurements on Thursday and then I'll make the decision. He's like, it's just ridiculous. You want me to call uncle Tony? And I'm like, why? And he's like, cause he replaced a sliding glass door. And I was like, he's like, he paid $4,000. And I'm like, well, I'm not replacing my fucking door. <laughs> like, and then he's like, I can call Tom for you too. Like Tom Swiddick, because he does contracting. I'm like, I'm good. I'm trying to just get the glass repaired. I don't care what I do. 
He's very helpful, but yeah, he literally has nothing to do. <laughs> now, were you more angry when you saw the glass was shattered or earlier today when you were describing some of the details of the group, when Brandon texted the words, maybe take it easy with the weed whacker next time. <laughs> he can't help himself. And I, I do understand his frustration with three kids and, you know, it bottles up and the group chat is his outlet to just, you know, shame people. So I understand it. But what hurt me the most was really like a true dear friend of mine never saying like, hey, I hope everything's okay. Most people did, but one of my close friends just didn't say that to me. Oh, wow. That sucks. You guys. MVT. (laughs) I got a text. Do you want to go to the gym? Sorry. That's how I communicate. Ah, that's what that's what little sass would probably say. <laughs> Bro, do you want to go to the gym? Sorry, yeah. I was just trying to say you usually can vent at the gym if you want. Oh yeah, make an excuse. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awkward. Wow. Uh, it? Brett, what we got going on? Give us the latest yeah. update. What's the, uh, what's the code? Can I ask you something, Brett? When the radio goes off, do you actually listen? I, I actually see you focusing and trying to listen to the radio when it's going off. But like, there's you- a, I got, I got two radios. One's, one's the county radio. And then we have a, a casino radio where they call for us directly. And it's usually really loud, different language. It's impossible to hear them. But, They'll call us when they need us. Has there ever been like an incident at the casino where you'd have to be called into other than, you know, something that I bought even get yeah, called? I, probably most of the majority of my arrests come from this place than my actual job. Hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. So dis- the, disorderly conduct or did you people that drunk you know, people Ocean's that Eleven? Are- drunk people that are refusing to leave like the creatures that this place attracts and like you walk in here on a Tuesday morning and you see people gambling at 3 a.m. It's like you can imagine who's here. Guess no work today, huh? Huh, boys? A good time to gamble. The tables aren't that, busy. You know, you cash your social security from Biden and you just head well, I actually, What did I, I had a DUI here the other night because his drunk asshole was trying to come in and security stopped him. They don't let you in if you're too drunk. So usually we don't go let them wait for us, for them to call us. We don't, we let security try to handle it first. So I had to kick him out and then surveillance is watching him go up. He's super, super drunk. Surveillance is watching him go up the garage looking for his car because he keeps hitting the button. And then they're calling me. They're like, well, is he allowed to drive? Should we stop him? And it's like, let him drive then. And I'll give him DUI. So they're watching him on surveillance. Surveillance is talking to me on the radio. And I park right outside the garage. Oh, my God. It's a sting. It's a sting. Let me, know, let me know when he comes down and I'll stop him. Pulls right out of the garage. No headlights on. Stopped him. Gave him DUI. Jeez. <laughs> he was an asshole. 
(laughs) (laughs) The little things going like that's good though. I mean, yeah, he blew a what did he blow a point one nine? Oh geez. So when you when you have to like go through like a whole DOI process, like how long does that take you? Like I'm always curious. Like I'm sure there's so much paperwork and a lot of crap that you need to make sure to do in order. Point like because that's really the only thing I like doing is DUIs, and we have a choice. We can either take them to jail, which is a lot longer process, or we can just take them to the station and release them from the station with tickets. And if you go to the station, you don't have to get fingerprinted. You don't have to get photographed, nothing of that. So it's really less than two hours and I can kick them out the door. Got it. it really and, that's, and that's still, I don't know what the rules are in Maryland. That's still like he's subject to potentially like driver's license, suspension, jail time and, and like a large fine. Yeah, all that stuff. That's what I had this morning. I had an MBA hearing from a DUI and I actually got to do it over the phone. It was the best overtime ever I had. I was sitting at my kitchen table in like boxers, but I put my police, uh, what's it called? Um, shirt on. So it made it look like I was like dressed for the occasion. And I just got three hours overtime just for 15 Real minutes at my table. Good shit. Fantastic. At the end of your testimony, you're like, my dick's out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because they the attorneys try to play this game because they don't want their client's license to get suspended for refusing to blow or whatever. And the MBA will always, always side with the police in Maryland. So, of course, he, he he's questioning me for like 10, 15 minutes because his client doesn't speak English, this and that. And he's done. He has no further questions. And then the judge goes, OK, thank you. Motion denied. It's that quick. That's how serious the NBA actually takes DUIs. So it's actually nice. Uh, you can deny taking a breathalyzer? Yeah. yeah. The only time you have to take a breath test is if it's a fatal, if you kill someone in a crash. Oh, wow. Well, and also people, I always tell people, you don't have to do anything DUI related tests. You don't have to do any of the walking, none of the tests that they make you do in the walking and stuff. That's all optional. You don't have to do anything. Okay, so I'm drunk. Brett pulls me over. You're a fucking pig. <laughs> and you're like, sir, put your hands in the car. No, I got rights. Like, that's what I can do. So the only thing we can do in Maryland is we can make you get out of the car. We don't need a reason to make you get out of the car. So I can have you step out. But other than that, all the other tests, you have to agree to them. I mean, we kind of trick you into just making it seem like you have to do them but you don't have to agree to do any of them so that's why if if like a cop stops you for like a brake light out and you're fucked up talk don't try to say anything and you don't have to agree to do any tests what is he going to give you a dui because he smells alcohol well it's not illegal to drink and drive you know you go out to dinner and you have a couple glasses of wine and drive home that's not illegal you technically can only get a dui if there's evidence. So if you deny the test, you literally, this is wow. So I'm it's, it's different though. So say if I do like a traffic stop for, for a headlight out and I can't get them to do the test and all I have is like, it smells like alcohol. Like what am I going to give you a DUI and write in the report that it smelled like alcohol. Now, if I have like, I'm following behind you and you're all over the road and you're swerving and you're almost crashing into stuff. And then I stop you and I can smell the alcohol and your eyes are glassy and watery and bloodshot and you're slurring your words. And then you refuse to do any of the tests. Well, I can probably write that into a DUI. 
What if a well-meaning college kid is driving home on St. Patrick's Day night and sees that the car next to you doesn't have any tires and the girl is blasting Britney Spears or something and singing and then drives off at 60 miles an hour and then I have to go on a car chase? Oh, I mean the person, not me. Did you do that and call? I followed follow? the girl all the way home. And wait, then I, wait, I don't remember the tire story. What do you mean she didn't have tires? On her rims? Yeah, she was driving on her rim. Did you they know, catch her? All of her tires? No, her front right, right tire was gone, and she was just driving on a rim. <laughs> I forget that part of the story. Yes, they caught her, Brett, because I followed her all the way to her house with the cops on the phone, and then I gave them her address. And the art dispatch, the art dispatch, they always tell people like, stop following them, and I was like, let, let, let them follow. I, it was fun. And, it was exhilarating. And didn't she come out of the house and was like, "Fuck you"? <laughs> she came out of the house. They put her in the back of the car, and then the cop with her in the back of the car pulled up next to me, rolled down his window to tell me something, and she was in the back seat, young. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you asshole. <laughs> You don't know how to party. <laughs> it's safe. Tomo. Tomo, are you alone? You keep looking to the side. I'm just curious. No. I don't. No, I mean like alone in the room. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Where, where are you at, Mark? Is that, My, the, uh, is the, that the garage apartment? The apartment, yeah. God, I missed that place. Oh, oh you got pants on? Ah, now I remember. Wearing your short shorts? Holy! Oh, I always wear short shorts now. Come on, him, Carl from Summerhouse. Like it. I feel like we didn't hang out in the garage apartment more than we probably should have. I, I we agree. were always there. <laughs> but like, we like it was, more. yeah, but I feel like we were at Sean and your guys' house more. I mean, I've been inside Ryan's house maybe once for like twenty minutes. We did the apartment more so at college breaks. I remember yeah. a lot. That was probably around the time Brett abandoned us. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> we used to go to Wawa late at night. Like that was the best place to go because who wants to walk upstairs in my house? Yeah, I guess it was in the rotation. Yeah. God forbid we got another call from Al. They're parking in front of our house. There's no spots. Oh my God! There's an earthquake upstairs. Just, just please tell your friends not to jump up there. Dad, what do you think we're doing? We're just walking. We're not jumping up there. We're sitting down playing poker. Yes. <laughs> oh my! In God. the playroom. I miss playing poker. Um, Is that room still set up exactly the same? I meant to go, uh, go upstairs when I was at your house bedroom. a couple weeks ago. Bedroom. Oh, it's a bedroom. What does that mean? Zero eight zero five. I don't know. What, I, they speak a different language sometimes. I, I just they used to call for AA County when they need us. That's all I listen for. I double dog dare you to say something into the thing. Just be like 10 4, 10 4. <laughs> Nine or five or six, sir. I don't want to confuse them. 
<laughs> special people working here. I, I don't want to confuse them. Wait, one last question, and then let's pivot to Steve's news. Um, why are you working in a casino? Because they pay me $55 an outer hour to be on group chat roulette. Touche. Okay. Steve bought a house, folks. Boss status. So, yeah. So, the casino is, is a full on separate like gig that probably all three cops do. Yes. It's all, um, this place pays for my mortgage, my home improvements. All my utility bills pays for everything. How often do you do that? Um, so like this month I have 14 days. So 14 times four is what? 40, 56 hours. Yeah. So 56 hours this month times 55 an hour. Eve, come on. That's up quick. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm going to go for it. I don't know, three grand. Yeah, three grand. Nice. And they have to pay taxes on it. 30%. I mean, you never see your loving partner, but you know, it's worth the money. Pays the bills, though. When I went to go uh, golfing with Dan and Adam a couple of weeks ago, I think I asked Dan, and I was like, How's you and Jess's schedule still? Like, you guys see each other? He's like, Nope. I'm just like, oh, okay. I was like, how's that working? He was like, no, yeah, she, she works weekends. Uh, I work during the week and, you know, once every three Saturdays and we we make it work. <laughs> we make it work. And I was just like, oh, that's that's fantastic. I was just like, okay. There's two ships passing in the night. Just yeah. he gets home, passes the kids off. Yeah, I see. I see Jess like 30 minutes a day. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he stopped over and he said they just got like a new baby center interview and she came in the morning and he was like yeah i was sleeping he's like i'm not waking up for this you get you get an interview i don't, I don't care i won't <laughs> and um he said she just got a new job because nurses are such in high demand a lot of them are taking these contract positions and they're under his benefit so she doesn't really need like a steady you know i guess full-time job and her hourly for this 13-week contract is double what he makes. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. They're paying like nurses like crazy right now. Well, they are angels, sent, angels sent from heaven. <laughs> eh. Maybe. Let's hear a little bit about your house before we wrap up our anniversary episode because we did talk about how you were in the housing market. And I think you have some big news to share. Yeah, I bought a house. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been our episode. <laughs> it's actually, it's funny that you mentioned it because it's not actually official just yet. So, and then I feel like I've learned so much in this like home buying experience because it is new construction and the market's so crazy that you just have to do things and then like, not a different order, but you just got to make sure you do your due diligence in certain areas because the quickness in decision-making is like scary. So I think when we talked last time, it was what, two weeks ago. And I was like, oh yeah, we're, I'm looking at this house, you know, like I feel like really comfortable with it. And then we were home um, for, for Alyssa's wedding on that Friday Right, Eric? Like that was what, a week and a half ago? Mm -hmm. 
And then the house officially went on sale that Saturday. So that's when, of course, the sales rep was like trying to put like our feet to the fire and was like, it's on sale. You know, I can make no promises right now. Like anyone can like potentially put in a bid for this. But at the same point, like I feel like I was close enough with him where, yes, there's definitely cases in this market where something goes on sale and it literally has like five offers in the first day or a house has an open house and it has like a line down the street. Mark, I'm sure you've like started to hear stories like that too. And I know what, as you go on your home search, yeah. you realize it's going to be a different, a little less yeah. of a budget is probably going to be tougher for me to find a home than you. So, well, it's, it's, it's going to be slightly different because mine was, you know, new construction. So it's, right. there's not as much as like a bidding war because it's already kind of at a high price, like premium, but at the same point, it's still, you know, like, okay, you know, they have no allegiance to you. So it's just, like, unless you're ready to sign a contract and put up money, no one really cares about you, which is just like kind of crazy. And I feel like I've heard people like I talked to Eric and, and other people. It's like, oh yeah, just like negotiate. It doesn't exist. It just like truly does not exist, which is crazy. So this went on sale on Saturday. Eric and I had like a family event to go to on that day. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to make a decision now. Also like, I needed to potentially to like make an offer wire cash. And that's Brett. Why I was like asking you like those questions. I was just like, Oh, is it normal to like put some like a good faith deposit down? And you were like, Oh yeah, just put a couple thousand dollars down. But they were like, we want 5% of the home value down. As a good deposit. crazy. Actually. Yes. Wait, they and wanted like, five. They wanted 5% of the listing price as the deposit for the offer yes oh wow so that's where i was just like your agent say to that that is kind of crazy maybe that's how new work but like good faith is usually 2500 wait yeah so that's on top of your down payment so you've got their two separate things no no coming out of your payment yeah but still you don't even have a deal yet mark and that you're basically i mean it's an escrow but obviously you got to know who you're dealing with i mean it's also like but that was it's not going to happen in a normal situation i think this new construction company knows that they can pull people over and pretty much yeah. do whatever they want given the market and that's kind of the response i got they were like that's just our policy you don't have to if you don't want to and i was like mother what so <laughs> they i got you. you they got you yeah so i was just like i don't even have that cash in my TD bank, I was like, I got to do like transfers. So like, I remember Friday as I was coming home for the wedding, I was just like preemptively, let me like do a transfer. Going to take two to three business days. So I was like, I'm just a very like black and white person. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even have the cash to make an offer. I'm not going to think about it this weekend. It's not going to be cleared till Monday. So it does start to clear on Monday. It's impending status. And now we get a bunch of our questions answered. And then it's just kind of like, well, this actually seems like it's our dream house. It's the right price. So I guess we're putting in an offer. And like, they're like, all right, it's accepted. Let's talk through the purchase agreement tonight. And I'm just like, shit. And then it's just like, here's a 40 page purchase agreement. He walks me through it in 90, page, nine, uh, 90 minutes. And at the end, he's like, all right, I'll stay on the line while you guys sign." And I'm just like, like, I didn't know. Wait, is this a realtor you're dealing with or the builder? So I'm, I ended up hiring Shay as my realtor so yeah. on that call as well. I'm dealing with like the seller's rep, which I guess you can, I'm sure he's a, like a licensed realtor. Yeah. Said, and I know in South Jersey, 
a lawyer doesn't necessarily need to be involved. I wanted like I contacted someone um, because Mallory's mom used to work with like in real estate and work specifically with lawyers. It's more common in North Jersey. Give us a nice little discount. And I called him before. I was like, listen, I'm about to put in this offer. I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. Like, <laughs> I was like, I know he's going to pressure me to sign this. I, I did my research and there's like a three day attorney review. So even if I signed, he was like, yeah, sign it. I'll review it in three days and then we'll go through it. So I was like, all right. So I walked through it all. And then my attorney reviewed it and he had like 50 comments. And I was like, oh, ah. yeah. did you guys end there up? There he is. Captain Comer has joined us. What's up, B-Rob? You talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, why I called you B-Rob. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is that, was that ever his nickname? But not. Is he in bed? Where are you? Oh, man. I'm outside. He's on his deck, I think. Mm, love that deck. How was your day, Brandon? It was good, you know. Uh, lots of kid shit on the boardwalk. <laughs> oh, he's at the shore. You're not. Uh, you're not at your house, right? No. See, you see the. Very nice. No. What'd you have for dinner? What'd you eat down the shore? Uh, I had two slices of pizza, funnel cake, Polish water ice, and that's what I had for dinner. Nice. What'd you have for dessert? <laughs> Polish water ice. That was dinner. That I, was also had, I also had ice cream. Mm, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> it looks like he's a little bit frozen. So anyway, long story short with my house. Because Mark, there's a lot of hidden crap in there. That you have to, like, I'm not go. looking forward to it. Yeah, it was like, it's scary. But yeah, it's so the reason I said it's not official is technically my, our comments haven't been fully addressed, but it's pretty much there. I talked to him today. They actually, like, honestly, like layman's, did your lawyer really bring up anything that like would have totally changed matters? Yes. He saved me $4,000. Really? Week. Yes. Is there a HOA fee? Yes. I mean, the rich keep getting richer. Fuck it. I mean, because they tried to squeeze in like a builder's fee in the closing cost. They were like, there's a $400 administrative cost for a builder's fee and a $400 like COVID fee. To, to plant the tree in my front yard or something like that. And uh, granted, trees are expensive, but it's like, I didn't know I was like, what does this cost? So he was like, yeah, just remove those costs. That My, my guy didn't pay for that. And they were like, all right, that's fine. So that, that, that was 800 bucks. And also they wanted me to pay the transfer fee in New Jersey, which the seller always pays. Granted, the purchase agreement says it, but- in a 90-minute conversation, he never told me that. So I was just like, what the hell? This is like a $5,000 fee. So then they were like, oh, well, we agreed to split a 50-50. But now, like, my last comment is, well, push them more. Like, say, like I don't want to split a 50-50. I wanted all of them to pay it. And he was like, yeah, I talked to her. She said she'll check with her boss. So that's my last comment. If they, I mean, if they don't come back on that, I'm pretty happy with their concessions. So it's done. So, yeah pay for his fee and more. So I was just like, Hey, it was worth it to get a lawyer. Now 
I would only do that in new construction because it's only new construction yeah. where they put in these like bullshit pauses and yeah. Yeah. That's why you're not dealing with someone that, you know, is actually going to be conducting and, and putting forth new closing costs. Obviously well, that's the lenders and shit like that. Como doesn't need a lawyer. He has his mom, you know, she's going to well, read every line and be like, ha 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 fuckers. And also my dad, that my dad actually did suggest he was like, well, maybe when it comes down to it, you might need a lawyer to review, but he's like, you'll just see how it goes. He was like, yeah, yeah, I don't even think you need a real estate agent. He was like, just kind of going. To be honest, whatever. Mark, did I need an agent? Probably not. Right. I recommend a lawyer because it's that cache period. Like yeah. you may need to sign and it's fine. Sign, put down a good faith deposit. A lawyer can literally say, he doesn't want to buy the house anymore and you get your deposit back and it's canceled within three days. That's like New Jersey law. And I'm pretty sure it's like laws in other States as well. So yeah. like, I think that's why in this market, given the craziness and how it they might do, be a good. Yes. I agree. Like I'm, I'm and, and Shay was helpful and she definitely was a great middleman with the sellers rep who ended up being, but I'm like just telling the truth. Like it's just, you could find stuff online and everything like that. It's the lawyer that was like, me feel better that I like that I got through everything, Brett. Um, I just want to say, fuck you, Steve, on behalf of Tomo for just implying that he would never be able to buy a new construction. So fuck I you. won't. Um, I never implied that. He's basically told me. So next. It's all about the implication. It's all about the implication. Mm. Um, also, when you do an offer, like, did you pay asking? Did you have to give more than that? I know you probably did not pay less, but like, is the offer basically like, they're like, okay, this is what it costs. And you're like, okay, that's what I'll pay. I asked Shay that. I was like, what's the deal here? Like, do we come in under? And she was like, new construction, they're only going to like, that's their cost plus their markup. So that's what they need to make the sale. They're not going to go under that. You can go over if it's a bidding war, but I would just go in and ask. And so Again, it's a different beast. Whereas I'm sure, you know, you know, normal type of houses I've heard like people going fifty thousand dollars over asking. I mean, Brett, you were telling me that, right? Like what you, what your house sell for over asking? No, that was when I made an offer on the first one. I went fifteen over. And then okay. the one someone offered like 50 over, but the house wasn't going to appraise for that. And they ended up taking like 35 over. But my house I got now, I paid just listing. Yes, list price. Okay, nice deal. Honestly, couldn't have worked out better. So very, very happy. Obviously, ate a lot more than I think I, my original budget was like probably $150,000. If you told me like two years ago, um, less than what I ended up spelling, but it's only paper. It, it really is amazing. Like just thinking back, obviously, I bought my house six, seven years ago. And just to think how different it is now, it's insane. I can't imagine the stress buying a house can be right now because of the hot market but very happy for you glad that mark is now heading on this journey and uh it'll be fun i'm looking forward to having all my friends in one really perfect location where they can all hang out together and um brett being you know an hour and a half closer to that if he ever wants to go home than i am uh it's Wait, how long does it take you to get home again 
I mean, if I were to leave right now in the middle of the night with no traffic, I could get there in three hours. But, that but there's never, never traffic on like 495 and 95. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, you just have two kids in the back seat and two fucking, dogs. You know, it's wonderful. Pregnant wife. Pregnant wife. You never got to pull over for that shit. <clears throat> just pissing like your pants. <laughs> like I remember <laughs> Mallory asked me one time, she was like, she was like, so Ryan must only live like an hour and a half away. I was like, why do you say that? She was like, like, there's been multiple times where he just came up to like come golfing. I was like, no, he lives three hours away. She was like, why would he do that all in one day? I was like, because he hates his life down there. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Mark, Brett, any thoughts? Who's your favorite host? My what? favorite. Favorite, favorite host. host. Favorite host on this podcast. You have three choices. Favorite. No, I, I like when I like when you host. Steve, well, you do good. Okay. Just saying like co-host, like you not saying like based host. on actually hosting. Like who's my favorite person on this? Yes. yes. Oh, it is Ryan, easily, with the stories he has, like he's got an interesting life over down there. Repeat it. <laughs> Repeat it. Ryan. Brian Corey Trachtenberg is my favorite host. I would just say when Eric's on, it's it's illuminating when he's on. Just wish he was on tonight. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So zero votes for Steve. All right, Ryan, can you can you just give us a repeat it? Like just one take. It won't be offensive in the voice. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> Don't make me. I literally, when I was thinking about telling that story, I was I was thinking to myself, like, you cannot try her voice. I agree. Don't do it. Eric, were you ready? I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to end the episode. I actually did want to do an impression of the voice. I don't know what this lady sounds like, but I thought of doing an impression. You can if certainly... Can I can, if it's extremely offensive, I'll edit it out. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll cut that part a little bit out and nothing happened offensive it was all good well, the name, you know what you could do it could be in the back of the episode with no context so just like what do you mean there's no context that was just some gibberish that we had up there i like it <laughs> oh, oh my god okay boys great episode great year of podcasting mark and brett this was a lot of fun brett good luck with the rest of your shift mark good luck with the home search ryan and eric thank you boys have a great night bye-bye see you boys peace bye-bye